Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, the woman who got her hair cut for the first time in 20 months, Gwen Flamberg. That is me, and wouldn't you know it, I only cut an inch. Hi, guys. <laughs> and the woman who found her paradise, and it turned out to be a bachelor, Sarah Huron. Who needs a haircut, by the way? But yes, Bachelor in Paradise, get your scoop on Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons podcast. Talk to all three couples, big stuff. There is a lot of paradise going down this week. Do not envy your position with all of those people who are definitely truly in love. Well, today we have celebrities who poop together and stay together, a hard worker burns out, a queen taking her throne, and why the number 30 means so much more this week than ever before. Before we get into that, let us get into the woes. Whatever story made our co-host just really extra woe this week and just plucked out of the bunch as their most ridiculous. Sarah Huron, formerly baby girl, why don't you tell us what made you go aghast this week? Well, this week was the season finale of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I'm not going to lie, the finale was a little lackluster after a phenomenal season. But the trailer for the four-part reunion is everything I could have asked for and more. I've watched it seven times. And I'm also pretty sure Erica Jane leaked it on her Instagram before Bravo announced it, because that's not usually how these things come out. Um, She's calling herself the champ in her caption, which was, a freaking choice. But either way, the trailer is everything. People were accusing Andy Cohen that he was going to be too easy on Erica preemptively. And he took that to heart and he delivered the line in the trailer when she says, he says, why didn't you leave Tom earlier? And Erica says, where was I going? Which has been her weird like narrative this whole time. And Andy claps back and goes, well, I know how much you make on this show. I mean... I mean, like, give Andy a diamond. Like, he is the star of the trailer. Erica thinks it's her, but it was really Andy. And I cannot wait for all four parts. I'm literally on the edge of my seat. Me too. That is, like, literally back in the day, must-see TV. I am very excited. A four-part reunion, you know that they're good when they're four parts. It's not, like, drug out like that. Well, Gwen Flamberg, what made you go well this week? You know, I never thought that this particular accessory would ever catch my attention. I mean, truly, I never thought it would. But 
Elliot Page wore Crocs at the Balenciaga show and it basically broke the internet. Now, these Crocs are not like official Crocs. They're actually Balenciaga designed shoes. The design house was inspired by Crocs, but these like kind of like studded plasticky clogs were on the feet of <laughs> Elliot Page and, and truly like, the interwebs have gone mad. So it totally made me go, whoa, number one, because I was totally shocked and, and worried about myself because I actually thought they were cute on her. Um, but yeah. also just that like everybody has gone crazy, but it's just, you know, one of these really fun style pictures to come out of Paris fashion week. There has been a lot of goodness. Demi Moore, I mean, Cardi B wearing a monochromatic outfit, the likes you have never seen before. I encourage you guys go to usmagazine.com slash stylish <laughs> and see every picture from Paris Fashion Week because we love street style on celebs. Well, Balenciaga knows how to make amazing clothes and really hideous shoes that people <laughs> love, if anything else. The ones that look like socks. Oh, which ones? Those ones. Thank you, Cardi B. She likes it just like that. <laughs> well, my woe of the week is Megan Trainer and her husband, Mr. Spy Kids himself. Now, this couple has been a, a woe for us a couple of times. There's, of course, that famous paparazzi where they're coming out of the sex store and you can see through the plastic bag and there's some anal dildos oh, and some other thing, you know, not holding that against them. Love a couple who gets freaky in the bedroom. Beautiful. But this, they sort of got freaky in the bathroom now and not in a traditional way um so she was on um, a podcast and she said uh, we just got a new house so we did construction nobody knows this but our bathroom was there and they had one toilet can you imagine and a lot of times in the middle of the night when we're with the baby we got to pee at the same time so i was like can we get two toilets next to each other she said she told the construction workers we pee at the same time a lot she said initially adding they've only done double duty on number two quote twice now this was a unique lifestyle chore choice of couples pooping and peeing together side by side in toilets i've never quite heard anything like it um but glad they're so close so then megan trainer went on twitter to clear things up and she started with to clear things up, we pooped once together and we laughed and said, haha, never again. But he will hang out with me if I'm having a pooping because we soulmates and I legit miss him when I'm away from him and we pee together, Avi, she said. The tweet now, made things so much more confusing. <laughs> yes, it did. The tweet made things a lot more confusing. They uh, So what is the truth? Do, does she count the one time they pooped together twice? Was that two poops originally? What aren't you telling us, Megan Trainer? It's like, <laughs> I also grew up with Spy Kids, Megan Trainer, and like, you can ruin Junie Cortez for you, but like, I don't need to know this much about Junie Cortez and the Spy Kids. Like, please keep something to yourself. Exactly. And yeah. by the way, even in your marriage, some things are better kept to yourself. Just saying. <laughs> like having a lovely poo. Um, it, it was interesting and way to crap all over our childhoods. But let us get into some news of the week. Well, we are going to start. Ryan Seacrest has been intervened 
Yes, his team staged a work intervention because, as we know, Ryan Seacrest is the most busy guy in Hollywood. He has at least 1,142 jobs, I think, at last count. Um, and he's known to burn out. There were a couple times back in 2011, 2012, when he was slurring on screen and seemed really tired. But now a source tells us that this has happened again. The source says his team was so concerned that they staged an intervention. Ryan was in really bad shape. He missed out on his hosting gig with Live and Kelly, and then Kelly Ripa's husband, Mark Consuelos, had to fill in for several episodes. Unannounced surprise had to go in. A separate source claims, however, that there's no reason for Seacrest fans to be worried despite his busy schedule and says, Ryan has been doing his radio show live on air and headed to, and then is headed to Austin for American Idol editions. He is currently in Napa developing his is olive oil. Now, I get that everyone loves a little EVO and Napa is just a lovely place, but it really doesn't add up that he burned out, they staged an intervention, and he surprisingly left Kelly and Ryan and Mark Consuelos had to fill in as an unannounced guest. What do you guys read of these uh, two sources info and what's happening here? I've always thought that Ryan Seacrest was a little bit like there are things we don't know. So that's just what I'm going to stick with. I yeah. never really understood him taking the gig with Kelly, to be honest. I know they're friends. Um, and I know she like loves this narrative that her kids that are grown adults call him Uncle Rye Rye, which I've never really understood <laughs> and always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. That's kind of just, I've always wanted to bring that up. Um, but I just never really understood why he took the gig. I mean, he's so busy. He's on TV all the time. I know he's friends with Kelly. I know he has a contract with ABC with American Idol now, but it just didn't really make sense to me that it films on the East Coast. His life was on the West Coast. He's on the radio all day. He doesn't really need to be on TV all day. Um, so I'm sure he is freaking tired and needs, you know, some rest. I don't know if there's other things to it. Um, but I think that it makes sense that he, you know, is burnt out. And why is he working on olive oil? You know, that's a very good question. It doesn't seem like he needed something to his arsenal. But usually, as Gwen says, where there's smoke, there is a little piece of salmon and locks. Do you think it will be Uncle Rai Rai's olive oil? <laughs> I, it is totally possible, but can I also just say that I really like the idea of having Mark Consuelos be Kelly's co-host. I kind of like it. It's like and, the new fangled Lucy and Ricky. I'm into it. He's officially <laughs> done with Riverdale. He's, no, he's not going to be a series regular for the season that's starting soon. So interesting. Oh, did the aliens? Did the aliens kill him off in Riverdale? Um, no. Spoiler alert. I have. I'm actually a season behind, but I wrote the story this morning, so I got caught up, and I'll spoil the rest of you in case you uh, watch the show. <laughs> he um was in jail, and Veronica and Archie like blackmailed him out of town. But of course, he planted a bomb under Archie's bed before he left, so his presence will still be felt in season oh. six. But Marcus Willis is no longer a series regular in Riverdale. R.I.P. Oh. But not really. Hiram Lodge. <laughs> oh, nice, nice of him to uh, leave Archie that present. All right, well, let's move on to someone whose work schedule is going to be heating up for finally all the right reasons. As always, it's Brittany, bitch. Um, she has decided to put her family on blast for not being present during her conservatorship struggles. Seems really legit to me. She posts on Instagram, this picture is everything to me. It makes me want to cry. She's saving her divine feminine sister, mermaid emoji. 
she captioned a photo of a woman swimming underwater to help her unconscious friend. And then Brittany, you know, continued and said, I suggest if you have a friend that's been in a house that feels really small for four months, no car, no phone, no door for privacy, and they have to work 10 hours a day, seven days a week and give tons of blood weekly and never day off, I strongly suggest you go pick up your friend and get them the hell out of here. If you're like my family who says things like, sorry, you're in a conservatorship, probably thinking you're different so they can F with you. Now this, um, I don't even know if this constitutes as shady because it's really just a direct call to action. There's not really a lot of shade involved. Um, but she also thanked her new lawyer, Matthew Rosagant. I still can't pronounce his name, maybe a couple more weeks and I'll get it, said that he helped, quote, change her life following his recent sec success, of course, after getting Jamie Spears removed as her conservator. Now, Gwen Flamberg, tell me if you were Britney's family and you had done her so wrong and Britney's now calling you out online, what's the move here? Is it to stay silent and go, you know, into a dark place? Is it to come out? Is it to reach out to her? What do you think the family should do? I think that Publicly, they should stay silent. I think that privately, they should just make Britney aware that they have her back for all things. And, you know, I don't blame Britney. She's gone through so much. And there are so many people who kind of could have helped her along the way who didn't for whatever reason, if they were on payroll, if they were, you know, afraid of retaliation from Jamie, I, I, who knows? But, you know, I'm I'm free Britney all the way like I am on team Britney and she's allowed to have her feelings and show them in the way that she feels like she needs to show them right now. Yeah. And just to add to that, Sarah, before I ask you, she also added that she would like to, quote, sue my family, <laughs> except she didn't clarify who exactly what was felt. So there might be some legal issues bubbling up here. Sarah Heron, what did you think when you saw this, like, put her family on blast Instagram? We've seen little hints of it, but this was the first really, really dramatic one. Yeah, I think, I mean, in the in the big explosive court hearing earlier in the summer when she mentioned, you know, that she thinks her family should be in jail and that she wanted to sue them, I was wondering if we were going to get follow-up to that. I know the priority was to get Jamie out and be suspended and hopefully removed and end the conservatorship altogether, but I was well, kind of, that kind of got lost a little bit as we were working on that mission. So now that that's in the right direction, I'm very curious to see where this is going to go. And as I'm officially caught up on any and all Britney documentaries, I watched <laughs> Britney versus Spears, I watched Controlling, I got them all in. Um, my biggest takeaway is that I need more details on Jamie, Lynn Spears. I need more details on Lynn Spears. I need more details on Brian Spears, the brother who's like somehow sliding by. Um, and I need full on exposés on each of them or like episodes of that FX show exploring their roles um, because I really am confused. I, I don't know what to believe with a lot of this stuff. And I think there's probably some shady court documents they could uncover about that too. You know, Jamie Lynn, whether... Britney was paying her rent. There's a lot of weird stuff that like I, who was on the payroll? Right. Where was this money going? I want to know more details about the family stuff. And speaking of Britney's family, did you guys see that photo of her kids all grown up? That was posted oh by my, my God. friends. Yes. They're Dead. so big. It always crazy. weirds me out. It really weirds me out. Talking about Hollywood kids who are grown up. Angelina Jolie posted a picture with Zahara. Zahara. And, like, She's a woman. Zahara, she looked to me like she was like 42. Like I yeah. was like, why does Zahara look like she's 42? She is a woman. She did look so much older than I ever thought possible at that age. And I was she's very beautiful. surprised. I was very surprised. 
Uh, yeah, tater tot and small fry, no longer Britney's <laughs> children, can be called. Um, and I thought it was so cute. Sean Preston totally has, you know, her nose and eyes, and Jaden has her smile, like the exact same teeth. And it was just really, really adorable to see, like, Britney's little face peppered throughout there. Aww. But I agree with Sarah. I need a Netflix and Hulu to tell me who to hate in the yes. family. I don't know how to feel about Jamie Lynn Spears, nor of her mother, Lynn Spears. I would like for you to tell me how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Let's move on from one queen to another. Uh, I'm not talking about Charles and Camilla. I am talking about Kate Middleton is preparing to become the queen. Um, a source told us in the new issue of Us Weekly that over time, Kate has proved to Elizabeth that she can be trusted and they've developed a great relationship. Um, a source told us Elizabeth feels confident that Kate will make a great queen. During the early days of being a ro- royal, being around Elizabeth used to make Kate nervous. She was so desperate to impress her. But Kate is always up for a challenge. She believes in herself and feels that she has developed the wisdom, courage, and strength to be a success, adding that both Kate and William have been in contact with Elizabeth about their future roles. The queen feels confident that they cross all of the boxes to rule. Now, we can talk about why this is amazing, but I also would like to hear from Royal royal File, Gwen Flamberg. Um, do you feel bad for Charles and Camilla? They weren't even mentioned. The source didn't even bring them up. It's We thought it might be an option for a while that he would get a hot 10, 20 years of ruling, but it seems that sources are telling us Nabra. I really haven't thought that he was going to get the throne. I think that it's kind of been negotiated the way that Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, my queen, our queen, everyone's queen, um, had kind of put him in charge of the Commonwealth. That was about a, a year, right. maybe two years ago. I, I I can't remember time during the pandemic. But I feel like that was kind of like his thing. She's giving him, you know, leadership over the Commonwealth. And I, I really think that Elizabeth has recognized that the monarchy to survive needs to kind of move into a more modern position. And I think that William and Kate are the perfect team to do this. Of course, I still can't get over Kate in that Jenny Packham dress. I think oh about it God. every day. Oh my God. Every I mean, day I think about it. Life. And also, I don't know if you guys have noticed, you know, I am Royal File Gwen Flamberg after all, but Every picture you see, even, you know, Queen Elizabeth was out today at an event. She is all smiles, you guys. Yeah, she looks great really and happy and younger than in the last five years. 100%. She seems really happy. She seems really joyful. She almost seems at peace in a way that we haven't really seen um, before. Mm-hmm. So I think that there are some moves being made. And listen, maybe at the end of the day, Harry and Meghan and all of their screaming for the monarchy to change has actually affected some change. We shall look see. At, look at that. Sarah Huron, are you really sad that we will not see a Queen Camilla and a Charles in the future? I bet the answer is absolutely not. It's not, but I also still think that Charles is going to get his like quick moment. I you don't know do? Why. You think he's going to yeah. rule for like 10 years or so? Yeah, I I just feel like, I mean, I don't know if the queen, she might live forever. Let's be honest. She might outlive us all, but I don't know. And I think that there's definitely a a plan to, like everything they're doing now, I think is for Will and Kate. Like it's definitely like plans are in motion, but I think 
after just like everything that happened with Megan and Harry, they don't want to like mess with tradition anymore. So I think that he'll get a brief moment. Um, but all the moves they're making now, like I think Kate and Will are definitely gearing up and, you know, trying to trying to figure out what their goals are going to be and all that fun stuff. But I, you know, I, I haven't gotten a good photo in the kids in a minute. I, I really would like mm-hmm. that. Um, oh my get, like, God. Need a photos of, of freaking George and his knee socks. Like I need something like that in my life. Yeah, I do too. Have you guys seen the just come to Netflix, Diana, the musical yet? Oh my no. God. I have not watched it, but every time I go on Netflix, it like attacks me. You know how things like autoplay now? Yeah. It's always this woman pretending to be Princess Diana singing. And uh, there's a huge part of me that's like, do I need to like, get kind of drunk and watch this or should I never ever expose myself to whatever this is well I'm here to answer that for you Sarah Heron the answer is absolutely get drunk (laughs) with your friends because the play is a huge piece of shite but it is so (laughs) fun it is so fun they're never talking it's just constant singing she has more outfit changes I think than any other Broadway show I have ever seen in my life um her shoes are tragic the wig is tragic the songs are cheese fast but like after two or three cocktails absolutely must watch it is a fun ridiculous trade wreck all right i'm in and i'm really excited to see the movie spencer starring kristen stewart i actually am too as those pictures come out you know i just think that kristen stewart looks so amazing and i am really excited to see what's up i can't wait to see Kristen Stewart do her like trademark one note quiet moody thing <laughs> and I um, which may or may not have been how Diana was but you know it will like the movie regardless I was such a hater when they announced that casting I was the first one I'm probably there's probably a recording of me on this very show being upset about it and <laughs> I going remember off. and I think I'm gonna have to eat my words because based on the photos and I kind of forgot that Kristen Stewart like has a real career like she's really yeah. just Bella and Twilight to me but she's done so many other roles and I think maybe this was a good call and you know ever since I compared Harry and Meghan to Bella and Edward and you know gained 100 followers on Instagram I'm loving any connection of Twilight to the royal family so let's keep this going <laughs> It does look incredible. Kristen Stewart, acting chops 100. You can say whatever you want about her, but she is a fantastic actress. She's really grown into one, and I'm excited for that. But don't forget about Diana the Musical, the real star of this. Well, let's move on to some pretty shocking drama that we don't even have yet. Katie Couric's new memoir. Now, there are some whispers going around. Not whispers. We sort of like know some things that are going to be in it. And she was supposed to go on CBS uh, with Gail King, CBS This Morning with Gail King, to promote her book, which is called Going There. Until CBS news chiefs and producers read the book and in then canceled her performance and said she can no longer be on CBS. CBS talking about the book. Why? Well, because Katie Couric, who has unleashed some really unvarnished truths about her time at NBC as well, dishing on her rival anchors, also writes snootily, we're hearing about CBS and its news division. And she reveals that when she was at her gig at CBS Evening News, she started to go down 
things started to go down the toilet because of ratings. And then her boss tried to shuffle her to the morning show. I don't know why that's such a scandal, but they read the book and they were like, absolutely not. You're not coming on our book. Sarah Huron, given your, you know, celebrity gossip prowess, what sort of things do you think were in the book about, we know what's going to be in there about NBC. It's going to be Matt Lauer and all of his rapey glory horribleness. But what do you think is going on that CBS was like, you are are banned from talking about this book on this network. I mean, I cannot wait for this book. This sounds like it's going to have tea that like a lot of, I mean, listen, I've just had to read two new bachelor memoirs coming soon, you guys. And oh, I'm sorry. There's not as much, there's not, there's a lot, a lot more religion than bachelor tea. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't think Katie Couric is going to disappoint me with that. I think that, you know, Les Moonves could be involved here he's had some scandal we know that's a big cbs name um the matt lauer stuff is going to be good i mean i i it's so interesting a lot of these passages are leaking the same way like emrata's book had a passage yeah like it's all these books are kind of getting a lot of hype and press and i feel like the last time this happened was like a jessica simpson or a demi moore and those books i mean pulitzer prize winning in my mind so i'm really excited Agreed. Uh, Gwen Flamberg, are you excited about this book? Because I, I as well think this is going to be like one of the most bombshell memoirs we've gotten in a very long time. I agree. I just really hope she goes there with the Matt Lauer stuff. And, well, it's um, called Going There, so she better. <laughs> That's the name of true, the book. True, self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be juicy. I'm psyched. Denise Richards and Charlie Sheen. Sarah Huron, tell us what is going on in the court battles behind, between our former Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star, who I miss and still quote to this day, I wouldn't be surprised if we ever saw Denise Richards again. Tell us what is going on. Well, Denise and Charlie, I mean, it's, I don't know, is it 2005 again? Like, they, yep. it's like full-on feud central for these two. It does make me sad Denise isn't on Housewives because I think this would have been interesting because say what you want about yes. Denise and her role as a housewife. I enjoyed her on the show. Me but too. She, she was pretty candid about Charlie. Like, and she talked a little bit about some of their stuff with finances and custody stuff a little bit on the show when it was happening. Like she didn't really shy away from it. So I think this would have been really interesting to explore in the show. Sammy, their eldest daughter made this TikTok um, alleging that, you know, she was in an abusive house and no one cared about her mental health and she needed to drop out of high school. Um, and now she lives with her dad and life is She better. loves Charlie. She always yes. has. So you know, Denise's side sources on close to Denise have told us that, you know, this is just Sammy being a teenage girl who didn't want rules. And Denise wasn't like, no, you can't, you know, go to Vegas or take an Uber anywhere you want. Like you need boundaries. And Charlie was like, oh, come live with me. Let's get your GED. Right. So, <laughs> that's what kind of set the scene here is Sammy has been living with Charlie for the last couple months. Lola, their other daughter from everything we've heard still goes back and forth, despite Charlie trying to claim that Lola also lives with him. Um, Denise is working on a movie right now on the East coast. So Lola is with him now, but says mm-hmm. that they still, you know, she very much has her according to sources. So mm-hmm. that's the backstory here. And if you watch Ross's Beverly Hills, you know, that um, there was stuff about child support kind of a couple years ago that came up but it was never resolved and she was called to court and remember and Denise didn't she like, say she wasn't taking any money from him on the show yes yeah, well Denise has been has claimed that she hasn't received money from Charlie in four years yeah Charlie's side in court is claiming that he overpaid and doesn't owe her any money 
And even on the show a couple years ago, I remember like them, all the women being like, Denise, you need to like get a lawyer or whatever. And her being like, no, like we'll, it's fine. Like he never even shows up to these things, whatever. So now a source close to Denise, Denise is claiming to us that the hearing that they had this week, Charlie did on purpose and made it so he knew she couldn't be in court. Um, the judge did sign off on Charlie no longer having to pay child support. And it goes back to um, April of 2021, which is when Sammy started living with him. And um, Charlie is a lawyer and him on the record have refuted Denise's uh, claim saying, you know, like he, of course, she knew about the date. She was notified. Denise's side says she wasn't notified and is pissed and hasn't gotten money from him in four years. And they are not communicating at all regarding what's best for Sammy. And things are just not going well in the Sheen Richards, whatever her husband's last name, Pfeiffer's household these days. Yeah. Yeah, and the cancer-curing um, electrode uh, UV ray machine husband, Aaron. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, curing cancer in his living room. All right. Uh, yeah, this is sort of a mess. Gwen Flamberg, who do you believe in this story? I'm sort of apt to believe Denise Richards because other than lesbian threesome, she's been very candid about her life, especially when it comes to Charlie. Very candid. And also, Denise Richards is a really good human. And I know this because she has a big old doggy house built out for her multiple pups, where <laughs> each doggy has a little room with its own chandelier. So anybody who <laughs> treats animals so kindly, um, uh, certainly I would believe over Charlie Sheen, who has kind of like, you know, we, history tells the tale of, of where he's at. Right. And now with yeah. these girls, you know, I just hope that there aren't bad influences around the house for them. That's all I'm hoping. Me too. He's sober um, now. So we hope everything's wow. good. He's sober now. Um, this quote that he gave us weekly leaving court, I just thought was I love um, it. reading Please. very Charlie Sheen. Quote, I think what transpired today is extremely fair. It speaks to not just today, but it speaks historically to that same fairness. Wow. Um, that was his take on the judge telling him he did no longer had to pay child support. Um, also worth noting, Denise has a younger daughter with special needs who she adopted. Um, yes. And I, she, I, even on her other e-show she had, it's complicated. Like you can tell she's definitely like a tough love, traditional parent type. And mm -hmm. Charlie is probably the absolute opposite, like no rules, hippie parenting type. And I would imagine that maybe Sammy needs some sort of middle ground here if she's experiencing mental health stuff and maybe Denise, you know, really laid it down. I'm not, I'm not a parent. I have no idea. Um, but a source to tell us they are still talking. She is just no longer living there. Um, right. And she respects her daughter and she knows she's smart, but she wants her to understand that you need rules, you need guidelines, you need boundaries and for them to all work together on this. But um, hmm. not great. Teenagers are tough, man. Teenagers are tough, no matter how much money you have in the bank. Gwen Flamberg, 30. That's all I oh. have to say to you. Tell oh my me God. why that number is hitting you hard this ooh, week. Ooh, ooh. I need a fan. <laughs> I need someone to give me the smelling salts. You guys, October 15th, put it in your calendar. Set a calendar alert because Adele is dropping some new music. She Woo. took to Instagram this week. And she announced that her next record is dropping. I don't know if the whole record is dropping or if just the song is dropping. Seems like the, the record, but I don't know. That's what I think, too. Um, but you guys, first of all, Adele looks better than she has ever looked in her life. She is all grown up. She looks incredible. But here's what we know. In this little announcement, she gets in a car. She pops a cassette tape in 
and she drives and she's obviously enjoying herself window down. So we know she's taking us on a ride. This is going to be a journey, like all of her records, all of her music. And of course, you know, the little reference to the mixtape, we know this is going to be about love, love <laughs> and likely heartbreak. And I can't wait. Hello. Oh, my God. I can't it's wait. October too. 15th yet. I can't wait. Uh, mean either. That is amazing. Sarah Huron, are you an Adele stan or are you sort of not feeling her? Um, no, I like Adele. I mean, obviously she's like incredibly talented and it's weird because it's not that I don't like sad music, um, but I don't know. I'm not really in the mood to like be depressed currently, but maybe mm-hmm. when it comes out, I'll feel differently. We'll see. Yeah, you said that about Taylor Swift and then Evermore got you crying and listened to it a bunch. So maybe yeah. Adele would turn you around as well. No, I was literally I about to say, little... like, I'm, I don't want to be depressed. And then I was like, wait, I listen to Folklore and Evermore, like, yeah. nonstop for six months. So. And how about Olivia Rodrigo, Casey Musgraves, and now yeah. we have Adele. It's like sad girl fall. Bring oh, my it. God. Casey Musgraves, like, I literally texted one of my friends who just got married. Um, Like, I know, like, I love your husband, but, like, I don't think I believe in marriage anymore because I've been listening <laughs> to a Casey Musgraves album for a week. <laughs> And like, I just, I don't know if it's real. (laughs) She's incredible that like when she was on SNL nude with only the guitar and then she rewore Devin Aoki's pink chaps from Too Fast, Too Furious. Maybe my favorite fashion item in a movie of all time and posted the (laughs) side-by-side photo. I was like, Casey Musgrave sees me and she gets what is going on in this world. And it is all about Devin Aoki's chaps in Too Fast, Too Furious. Thank you for coming to this TED Talk on Devin Aoki's chaps. Let's move on to a rough story that we sort of knew happened, but didn't know until she told us. I am talking about the living legend of stomach contour herself, Emily Ratajkowski. And in case you missed it, this week, an excerpt from her upcoming book called My Body, which detailed um, allegations against Robin Thicke was uh, touching her without her consent was released. She was, of course, on the set of the 2013 song blurred lines which is sort of all about touching people without their consent so it sort of makes a lot of sense she notes in her essay that was released that while she had initially felt very comfortable filming the nudie the the video with her clothes on and then nude she was fine robin thick returned to, to the set a little drunk to shoot just with her writing about her experience she says suddenly out of nowhere i felt the coolness and foreignness of a stranger's hands cupping my bare breasts from behind i instinctively moved away looking back at robin thick now this is horrible and gross and just because a model is topless and comfortable being nude does not give you access to her body um but it was also the song was such a mess and about sexual assault it's just all hitting me in the wrong ways uh celebrity memoir enthusiast baby girl sarah huron what does this make you excited does this make you sad for the book how did you feel when you read all this emily rada stuff I mean, the least surprising thing in the world is right. something sketchy happening on the set of Blurred, Blurred Lines. Blurred yeah. Um, so that didn't surprise me. Of course, it's always sad to hear that. Um, you know, M. Rod, I, I, I've never really been a big fan, to be honest. I'm not, you know, I don't love skinny models posing with pasta, pretending they're eating it. But um, 
I sympathize with her and it'll be interesting. Maybe this will give me a, a new side to her. So I'm not writing it off, but um, she's not really like, I'm not like a number one Emirata stan over here, but I, I love a juicy memoir. And I think, again, one of the least shocking things in the world is something sketchy happening on the set of a topless music video. Yeah, called Blur Lines. Gwen Flamberg, I know you like Emrata. I know you get down with her and love to stare at those indentations in her stomach, just like I do. I, I, you know, the thing that I have always really liked about Emrata is that she has that body, but she's so much more than just a body. She yeah. really does have a huge brain. She fights for the right causes. Um, the thing that rubs me the wrong way with this um, admission is that that is the music video that put her on the map and yeah. she traded posing nude being very vocal about being so free with her nudity um she traded that for her extreme fame and it really is what put her on the map so you know as you guys have both said blurred lines is a it, it was a video basically about <laughs> non-consent. Yeah. Um, so this feels a little hypocritical to me and it's, it's rubbing me the wrong way. It is. Now, this is an excerpt from the book, so I need to read the full story. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like, don't, 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 don't bite the hand that feeds you. Or in this case, you know, put your breasts in the hands of the person who put your breasts on the map. I, I don't know what I'm saying, but... I don't we'll know. See. It's Emrata. I agree that she is such a smart businesswoman. She was sort of one of the first models that took control of her own image and didn't have traditional fashion campaigns or a traditional agent and made her own fame on social media, which I thought was so smart. And she really paved the way for a lot of models to be in charge of their own bodies. And she was on the set topless because she looks fire and, you know, she was on the set naked, people... naked, yeah. Travis. That was the whole story of that. She was in that music video, stark naked. Which right, but broke she is boundaries. allowed to wear whatever she doesn't want to and retain oh, no, of control course. of her own body. And nobody, right, nobody should touch you inappropriately, but e these lines are a little bit blurry here, I hate to say. The you lines. Know, pun intended, but not really. The truly. lines are blurry. I am excited to read the rest of this because we see her, but we don't really hear from her too often unless she's, you know, blowing it up as an amazing businesswoman. Do you guys know what it's time for? Oh my God, are we ready to box? Is it time? Yeah. It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania! Gwen Flamberg, we are going straight to you. We have a battle of some dudes. We have Mr. Mario Lopez, who is 48 this week. Goddamn, he looks good for 48. And Hugh Jackman, also fire at 53, Ooh. in the ring. Well, you know, Mario Lopez, he's just like pretty boy on TV, while Hugh Jackman is the Wolverine. And also... He is the proprietor of a coffee brand, The Laughing Man, that I absolutely love. Oh, it's There's, great. Oh, it's not just delicious, but it also gives back to charity and to growing coffee in developing countries. So I got to give it to Hugh Jackman. Take those nails out, homie. Nice. Yeah, try the coffee. It's good. The place is cute. And he lives right across the street, so you might see him. All right, Sarah Huron, next is to you. We have Kate Walsh, who is 53 this week, versus Miss Nikki Hilton, who is 38 this week. 
Oh my God. Well, I did that just for you, Sarah. I mean, I love the Hilton family. Kathy's my favorite though. Um, and Kate Walsh, Addison Montgomery Shepherd, <laughs> and then once removed, so then just Addison Montgomery um, is coming back to Grey's Anatomy. And I think her, like a first look at her appearance airs tonight. Yes. So Very obviously timely boxing. she is going to win because she is, every, Addison is one of my all-time favorite Shondaland characters. So I am thrilled. We've not seen her since private practice ended in 2012. And I am ready for her to be back on my TV screen and I'm ready for her to kick up Nikki Hilton's ass. And yes. since then, you guys, I have practiced with her at Ballet Beautiful a lot. Yes. We do ballet together and I can tell you, she is strong. She definitely would be able to take Nikki Hilton out. Wow. Oh, nice. I love the hero. She's strong. She is just so beautiful and cool and like everything yeah. I want All from the actress. Things. I am sort of obsessed with her in a way that I'm obsessed with Laura Dern, that I just wish I could be as strong as all of them. Well, let's hope we feel the same way about these next two celebrities. Gwen Flamberg. We have a uh, gossip girl icon and Buffy legend. Michelle Trachtenberg mm-hmm. is 36 this mm-hmm. week. I do yeah. too. Michelle Trachtenberg oh, yeah. will never not be cool to me. Uh, but she has a rough opponent. This lady has been around the block and thrown some bows herself. Miss Cardi B. 29 this week. Oh my God. You know, I do love Michelle Trachtenberg. We had a really fun day together when I dyed her hair for a story. I mean, yes, I didn't did. dye it with my own hands. Uh, Tracy Cunningham and Harry Josh did. However, she is really cool. She is super duper smart and hella strong because, you know, I loved Buffy's little sister. I mean, Dawn, she was <laughs> she amazing. Was the key. That's right. But here's the thing. Nobody could beat Cardi B in a match because Cardi B... I mean, she grew up fighting. She knows how to do it. So yes. Cardi's gonna gonna take it. Oh, Cardi B. So sorry, Michelle Trachtenberg. We hope you are doing well and we still love you. Well, Sarah Huron, you are gonna be torn between these three. We have Hugh Jackman, 53 years old, Kate Walsh coming back to Grace, 53 years old, and Cardi B 29. Wow. <laughs> Cardi B. Oh, Cardi B, Kate Walsh, you were strong, but not strong enough. And Hugh Jackman, I love you, you Kate Walsh, and I can't wait to see you back on my screen. But I think Cardi B would win in a lot of things. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Congratulations to Cardi B, 29 years old, two babies and stunting at Paris Fashion Week. Well, congrats to her. And thanks to my hosts, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity. It was pretty hot this week. I'm not mad at it. Again, <laughs> this is Travis Cronin, Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, they're, they're just, just uh, you guys need to say it faster. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. All right. Tune in next week for more tea and see if we can get it right. Thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.